ready. On September 29th, the fun kicks in. The first game is tomorrow. Tomorrow? As in the day after today? From the people who brought you Disney's Angels in the Outfield comes this year's biggest comedy gift. Walt Disney Pictures, The Big Green, rated PG. Starts Friday, September 29th. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm your co-host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my other co-host, Tyler Wilson. And I always have to say what shirt he's wearing. And today it is a frozen banana stand from Arrested Development knockoff shirt with Michael, mm-hmm. like-ish George Michael character in a banana costume. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, our kids have loved the shirt over the years, not ever having watched Arrested Development, but having loved um, all the monkeys and bananas on his shirt. There's monkeys on there and bananas, so, you know. There's always money in the banana stand. There is. Angela, today in our episode, we decided, you know, the world's pretty terrible right now, so... Why not make it just a little bit worse and talk about some soccer movies? Oh, yeah. I mean, we thought, what's the best sport in the world that we love the mostest? Soccer! (sighs) False. But we are doing it. Today, we are doing a double feature. Yes. The first movie you just heard the trailer of, The Big Green from 1995, Mm -hmm. which we are going to dig deep on for about uh, 8 to 12 minutes, maybe. Yeah, just kidding. And then um, after we talk about the big green, then we're going to talk about Ladybugs mm-hmm. from 1992. And before we do either of those, we're going to spend most of this episode talking about what we've been watching because are we? we are more excited about what we've been watching than we are about those two movies. There's a lot to talk about in those other movies, I guess. But Is there? I don't know. I mean, yes, but like, should we? <laughs> Well, well, one is fine. Yeah, one is fine. <laughs> and then the other one is, well, yeah, we'll Should get to never it. be watched by anyone <laughs> ever again. I would argue that they're both not very good, but True. one is not okay. horribly offensive. And one is. Okay. But first, we have been actually consuming a lot of media. You know, sure. you're home a lot. There's a lot of stuff available. Um Back when we watched uh, Big Green, mm-hmm. which was like weeks ago. <laughs> was it weeks ago? Yeah, we watched it on 4th of July. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, so I don't know what day it is. So. It's uh, July 13th. Whatever. This will post, you know, in another week. <laughs> Probably. Because we are very we tired. barely posted the last one. This is, yeah. This is a evergreen podcast. I don't so know what that It doesn't matter. Evergreen means it doesn't matter when you do your content. Because... Oh. That's why it lives on forever. Rather than just like tap in anytime. Exactly. That's why I rather than citing a specific reason why the world sucks, we just always just assume that it is. So it's oh, yeah. fine. The world has sucked <laughs> since God or whatever put humans on it. It's really sucked in twenty twenty. It hasn't really sucked any more than any other. Yes. <laughs> well, not okay. If we're gonna go back to like the fucking Black Plague or the nineteen eighteen flu, sure. What are you talking about? I mean, anytime there's been world wars. Yeah, those are also bad. Yes, I understand that those are also bad. Yeah. I mean, really? Okay. So, we've been watching stuff. Yeah, we have been. And back on 4th of July. (laughs) Okay, long way to get to that. uh, You know, you want to watch like a family movie because got to keep those young kids up late. 
So it's if we had hard. fireworks locally, we, we could see from our house. So yeah. there are so many family movies to pick from, but yeah. it's getting harder with like newer movies because you you know we either have a choice of going back and watching a movie that we could do on the podcast or trying to pick something. Nah, it's hard. It's hard to pick a movie that we want to watch that we think our kids will like. We have a wide age range of kids, too. We have, you know, a nine-year-old now and a toddler. They have different viewing opinions. Yeah. But I had heard that um, Troop Zero, with some people that we know in it. Allison Janney's in it. Yes. It's Viola Davis. I was thinking of an Octavia Spencer thing I was looking at online today. That's why I was thinking her. Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Jim Gaffigan's in it, yeah. And And then the girls. Girls are girls. Some young girl. It's kind of like a like a Girl Scout like troop in the South. Yeah. Um, so I had been told that this movie was good, even though it was like rated PG. It's a new movie from this year. Amazon yeah. released it. On so I was their excited platform. to finally watch it. Yeah. And we did. We did. Troop Zero. Did you like it? I did. I really liked it. Yeah. It's uh. I, you know. I think that it does. Uh, it's following an outline, a kind of a coming of age tale, a little bit, but. When you follow an outline, the important things that you need to do are kind of work on your, you know, well, step keep it one, character focused. Step one, uh-huh. kill a mom or dad. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, these are things that are just kind of common to these type of movies. But it's important that you cast, especially when you're doing a kid movie like this, good kids that are have, you know, personality and they get along well and they spark on screen and they yes. do what scenes together with the, you know, the A-listers. And I think that this works pretty well. The main girl is a... An odd girl. She definitely is behaves a little bit differently than everybody else. That's kind of the reason why Troop Zero exists. It's like mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of the misfits of the town doing uh, Girl Scout like uh, to earn badges, to earn badges, to get a chance to have their voices recorded to be heard on the gold records back in the day yeah. of you know representing children of the earth in case they encountered. Alien and she's just she's just this she's girl super who's into space, space and, and stuff, aliens right? Yeah. And, and uh, so Viola Davis is kind of her dad's uh, co-worker who kind of you know offers to, not really offers reluctantly offers to kind of lead the troop. And Allison Janney is kind of like the leader of the Heidi tidy group of girls. And so, but they have a little bit of a relationship, Viola Davis and like they went uh, to high school together. Yeah, so there's a little bit of that going on. And yeah, I think it. It's you know it's it's pleasant enough. The kids are engaging. There's enough A-list talent in it, and I don't know. I thought it was sweet, and I liked the the ending. Was uh, I don't know? Hit those uh, tugged on those heartstrings in a way that wasn't annoying. I thought. Yeah, I definitely teared up at the end. It's just you know it has a nice little. Uh, it's it's, it's pleasant. It's just a pleasant movie. I was surprised that it was. It's not it's not a kid movie per se, and that it's like targeted toward kids but it was very much enjoyed by all of our kids really yeah our kids enjoyed it we enjoyed it it's a good one to watch yeah so, so solid troop zero on amazon prime amazon prime yeah. yeah another movie that we watched uh recently mm-hmm. um which i was excited about because i love brooklyn 99 and have been growing more in love with andy samberg over the years because i'm always playing you lonely island music all the time yes probably. i mean if i had to like list my favorite <laughs> bands we got Lonely Island. <laughs> yeah. Flight, Flight of the Concords. Just all parody groups. Yeah, that are talented, though. Yeah. Anyway, 
So, been falling in love with Andy Samberg. You had kind of told me a little bit about this movie. You were like, it's sort of like a, it's a updated version of Groundhog Day. It's a spin on that. It was, and I had had not a lot of knowledge of it other than that it played at Sundance before everything shut down. Was and a the, big hit. They sold it for a record number. The name to of Hulu. it is Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Yep. On Netflix. It's on, no, it's on on Hulu because they sold it to Hulu. They like sold you it to Hulu. Just said yes. <laughs> They sold it to Hulu. It sold for a record number. It's it's great. The movie starts with the the opening title is it's like one of the production companies is Lonely Island Classics. Hell and it's like yeah. the Sony Pictures Classics uh, logo, but it's Lonely Island Classics. Love it. And uh, well, and you're 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 skipping over maybe the 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 greatest thing that Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island have done, which is Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. There's, I mean, that was a great movie. Yeah, exactly. So this is a different kind of movie, though. Different vibe. They, he did not. The London Line didn't write it or direct it. It's a, a directorial. Pfft, God, a, a director. Right. His first directorial movie. debut. Yeah, and a writer that's relatively new too. And it is like a Groundhog Day story um, about a guy and a the kind of the added twist here is that there's two people or more mm-hmm. in the loop, trapped in this loop forever, going on repeating the same day, and it's at a wedding in Palm Springs. I'm a sucker for Groundhog Day repeat stories, movies, TV episodes. I love them. Yeah, and that's you know that's the thing. Like, the, there's a lot of because Groundhog Day, I would argue, is one of the great American films. Yeah, it's a classic. Like, well, it's a legitimate classic. It, it is the movie that describes this phenomenon. Well, right, and it, and especially so that's that Groundhog Day is a romantic comedy. And most romantic comedy versions of Groundhog Day are like ripoffs, mm-hmm. aren't great. No, because well, I just, still like them. Yeah, but it, I mean, they, and there's a lot of Christmas Hallmark level Christmas movies that have done this premise. Yeah. Um, but you know, then then of course I feel like it's a great it's a great avenue for a good writer and a good team because like Edge of Tomorrow is a sci-fi version of that with so Tom good. Cruise, which mm-hmm. is really good, and Emily Blunt, and then. The Happy Death Day to You, Happy yeah. Death Day and Happy Death Day to You horror angle of it's really quite yes. entertaining. And so it's tough because this one is kind of closer to the romantic comedy realm. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it's enough of a change to have two people going through the time loop at the same time. Well, one who's already been in it for a super long and time. I, and I, you know, I was debating, I, I, wrote, I wrote a review for this too, and I was debating on whether even to kind of reveal that because the opening minutes doesn't explain explicitly let you know yeah, that that's true and it's kind of fun to see like, you're just like man you really on top of you know, like you figure it He's out pretty quickly in this moment right now right but um but yeah andy samberg's character has been in the loop for quite a while like mm-hmm. a long long time like he doesn't even he hasn't even kept track and then Kristen milati is we follow her through her first kind of day and experience through that and Kristen milati is uh an actress most people know as the i guess spoiler the mother on how i met your mother she appeared in a pretty much the whole last season of that show which i like i really liked her on the show yeah they just fumbled the last episode but she's great she's she has great good screen presence she's she has been good chemistry with andy samberg she's been on in uh, the wolf of wall street she's popping up in a lot of stuff yeah, but this is this is a great role for her and it's mm-hmm. kind of the best thing that she's done because she gets to play just a you know someone who is in a pretty self-destructive loop before the loop begins, I guess yeah. would be the best way to describe it. Which any old millennial's been there <laughs> right. at this point in our lives. <laughs> but I, what I love about it, and so what's great about the movie is that she's, you know, 
you know, exasperated by this whole thing. And she thinks, so, okay, well, there's ways we can get out of it or whatever. And Andy Samberg, he's, he's, we've already, his character's already gone through all of this. He's already yeah. tried a million different yeah. ways to get out of it. He's, he's moved into the stages of acceptance grief into and, acceptance. Right. And yeah. so it's kind of fun. The, the comedy element is kind of them pushing against each other in that angle. But I also just really like how it's, it's actually a surprisingly good dramatic performance from Andy Samberg as yeah. it goes along. Yeah. He really has to do kind of more and he kind of digs into more of what, the complacency that he's kind of created. And then, God, Malati's really good because she is, um, I just love how the movie kind of leans into like the, the pseudoscience of it all. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, what I love about it is like, it's not, you learn how to be a good person and you'll get out of the loop. Nope. That's not how this is. They're going to have to science this bitch. They have to fucking figure they have out. To science their way out of this. Right. And she's got to fucking, and I like how it didn't, <sighs> overdo that though Mm -hmm. it was just like one good montage yeah and it's got that but then it's also just about these characters who are who are also kind of learning to grow in their in their moment anyway it's very funny jk simmons is great in the movie he is another wedding patron love him yeah he's great he's really good in the movie too and uh yeah it's really it's really strong i was I mean, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it's one of the best movies I've seen this year, which is, I know it's kind of weird to say. We've not seen as many as we usually do, maybe, but yeah. it's really good. I, I wish we could talk about the ending, because I just read a headline that was super annoying, but I don't want to talk about the ending. I mean, oh, it's okay. spoiled enough already. But the... No, the, it's too I, new. Don't go into the ending. Okay. Yeah. It's too well, new. I mean, the, the, the headline was, did they make it out of the loop? And all I'll say is this, is that answer is very clear. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, if if you make it to the end of the movie and you're asking yourself, did they make it out of the loop, you're a fucking idiot. It's kind of like, there was this, so, you know, Hamilton is still huge, you know, around the internet and stuff right now, obviously, for, for good reason. But um, there's headlines, it, this, this is just the internet for you. There's news headlines generating clicks of just, like, this is one story I saw today. It's on my Google News Feed of Just For You, yes. right? Because I click on a lot of Hamilton things, obviously. Yes. And it was less like, enjoy Hamilton in an all-new way by using this D- Disney Plus feature. And that's the headline. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, what could there possibly be? You click on the story. It's a whole article, at least 500 words, on turning on the subtitles. Oh. well, There's okay. a whole article about the okay. ability to turn on subtitles. Something that has been... Uh, available on all these streaming okay. platforms okay. forever. I I I will agree with you that that's an annoying article. Yes, but an I will annoying also headline. Say that I think there's a lot of people out there who don't who find subtitles obnoxious to have on screen because uh-huh. I've been that person in the past. But then don't realize that like if you turn this on on a Disney movie or on a musical, you've just created yourself a goddamn sing along. Yeah, no, they always adver- they would advertise like go get the single. There was even like Blu-rays and DVDs like get the sing along version of Frozen. It's like it was on there from You're the like, beginning. <laughs> get just turn on the subtitles, people. Uh, so, yeah, you know, there's some people that need to be cued into that. this. Is an entertainment news phenomenon because like. Anytime anything happens on, it's always better to read entertainment news on social media first because there's usually like a lot of dumb headlines, which is just like HBO cancels this fan favorite show, and it's just like okay. So if you just click on the comments, mm-hmm. it's just be like it's the movie, it's the show run, saved mm-hmm. you a click. Like these people that just <laughs> they're almost the that. first comments are just like don't click on it. Just there's people there are people out there doing the good yeah. make, doing the good fight and saving us time. What's funny fellow old millennial is yeah. that your facebook news feed is so vastly different than mine it is i i don't i don't uh i don't like people's personal malarkey 
Oh, like they're babies and dogs. No, I like babies. Give me baby pictures. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know, like self actualizing and whatnot. I just don't. And then, well, then I get a lot of uh, people making dumb comments about COVID. So then I gotta, you know, gotta, those, gotta either fight with those either people. ignore it or fight with them. Depends yep. on the mood I'm in. Sure. Um, and then yeah, there's a lot of movie things, a lot of Funko things. Mine is all like. <laughs> How to be a more connected parent. Fuck that shit. Or, uh, like... I got time. Have this... Oh, oh! I just got a Facebook ad today, Tyler, that I I purchased from. Oh, great. Yep. So, you know, I've been saying that our washing machine has been really... Sometimes our our washing machine loads get really smelly, and I've tried like cleaning it with vinegar and whatnot. But sometimes the clothes in there, and you're you're insistent that it's it's the detergent we use because it's all like hippie woo woo natural. No, it's just a certain scent of the whatever scent we got. No, is it's not... foul. It's sour and foul. But you it only happens like... when you use that particular yeah. stuff. So, uh, so Facebook clearly was listening to us talk about this yes, over and over and over. They're just and listening then, to you at all and times. And then the ad they give me is like how to like super clean your washing machine. Oh, okay. And here's some tabs. You just throw it in. And then it showed me the before and after. And I was like, well, I fucking need this in my life. Mm. So I bought those. They'll be here in four to 12 weeks. <laughs> That's a long time. Because like, it was like international shipping, but I was already too far in. This is it. a good comparison. The last ad that I saw on Facebook was of a Ninja Turtle vinyl thing that was like a popsicle but it wasn't a real popsicle and they wanted me to buy that do you mean a vinyl like figure well it's not a For I mean, listeners it's a, a yeah i mean a vinyl figure is a common you know like a funko pop is vinyl right but this was not a figure it was a what looks like a popsicle like a plastic popsicle yeah and it but it you know like a, a turtle head on a stick and it's like well, buy this cute i know but you know this is a comparison Did you buy it? no no oh. it's too See? expensive oddly way too expensive for such mm. a thing Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. We're in our own time loop here. I have inter- no idea. Inter- I don't even know what day it is. Oh, time loops. Right. Fucking, we Palm are. Palm Springs. It's we good. are in fucking it's a a, time loop right It's now. actually a great time for the movie to come out, because <laughs> yes. it is, um, I mean, it may be a little bit depressing, but it, I mean, it definitely feels that way if you're, if you're staying home more than usual, which, I mean, we if are. You're, you're work from home, from home. and... Our kids, have, you know, they're on summer break now, but I mean, if they're going to go back to school ever again, like, I don't know. I wake up uh, in the morning, and it's the same morning yeah, every morning same. I wake up. But I've, I've been feeling that way for a long time just because I've been home with our children for the last nine years. So yeah. many I've been in a time loop for quite a while. But you know what? Honestly, I don't mind it. There's always the internet. There's always something new on the internet. Yeah, you're definitely the Andy Samberg. You're like, yeah, this is my life now. Seems fine. <laughs> and I'm like, let's science the way out of You this. could, I mean, if you were stuck in a time loop, you could, like, the internet is infinite. And the things that already exist on that day, uh, you've got plenty of stuff you could do. Like, if you have the internet, good internet access, which you think seems like you probably did, uh, you'd be fine. Oh, yeah, I see what you're you saying. You could travel. He did that. He's claimed to have, like, gone, because if you fall asleep, you go back, right? Well, he just didn't fall asleep for a while, and he traveled really far. Yeah. Until he dozed off, and he's, then he's a, back. He's like, he <laughs> like, had to do some crystal meth or something. Yeah. It's funny. It's mm-hmm. a funny movie. But good. what I love about the premise of all these is just, it's just, it's adult wish fulfillment. You're like, what would I do? What could I do if I had to repeat the day over? What is weird because you say it that way, because it is almost always depicted as a nightmare. <laughs> but it's also like a... You have infinite um, options chances, and chances tries. and experiments, and you could do really illegal things. You could be very inappropriate. You could say things you never wanted to say before, and and with no consequences. It's a no consequence world. Yeah, and that's another unless fantasy. You're, unless you're Tom Cruise and you're dropped into a giant alien invasion thing, and you yeah, could that's kill less constantly. fantasy. See, this one is more like. Yeah. 
who would you fuck, who, what drugs would you do, sure, sure. what banks would you rob, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. All right, well, that's Paul Strings. Everybody should watch this. It's good. On Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay. Um, I don't know. I watched, uh, you know, still watching those Spike Lee movies. I watched uh, his first two movies recently, She's Gotta Have It and School Days. Both, I think, were on Netflix. Um, they, I was happy that they, in addition to when they got to the Five Bloods, they had some other of it. Because Malcolm X has been on there and Inside Man and a couple other ones. And I watched a couple other ones that I have on DVD. But uh, I don't. I think I'd seen School Days I'd seen. It had been a long time. But I don't think I'd ever watched She's Gotta Have It. And that's like his black and white debut. And it's quite good. And he, they made a, a Netflix series just recently. Oh. It's like a new ad- adaptation of it, basically. I think they did just two seasons of it. But curious to maybe go and watch that. But it's very good. I don't know. Is She's Gotta Have It anything uh, similar to She's All That? No. it's uh, She's Gotta Have It is about um, a woman who is just dating three men openly at the same time and um and what year is this like 88 so oh. um and it but scandalous well right yeah and then that's kind of what it's about i mean it, it it's definitely very forward thinking in in kind of that depiction and it's she's a very strong-willed character she doesn't apologize for her her choices and all this other stuff and so uh for the most part it, it holds up pretty well there's a couple things there's a couple of um uh, lines there's like a, a, a kind of a pseudo rape that seems a little i think he's even said like oh, i would definitely take that scene out if you know i rewrote it or whatever so um it was good i watched those because then i i turned on this apple i took an apple tv uh free trial because i wanted to watch that which took you 45 minutes to figure out none, none of our devices device. can't use it but um i haven't watched what i wanted to watch was that tom hanks movie which i'll get to but they just kind of was testing it and i watched this little they had a little show with um uh people like lynn memo miranda was on there so i watched that one i watched the spike lee one spike lee kind of talked about is a lot of it was focused on his first two movies and because it was a show about people having a good re- so he, people write letters to the people and then they say like oh this I this changed my life or blah 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 you can kind of figure out what they would be talking about for Spike Lee and Lynn Manuel Miranda um, so it was kind of just I just watched those so it was kind of fun to see that because School Days is one that I don't love I appreciate a lot about it Lawrence Fishburne's in it um, Gina Carlo Esposito it's not a it's a musical which is mm-hmm. odd um, and it's it's a little messy like some Spike Lee movies are but. It was nice to watch that documentary and kind of help people talk, listen to one person in particular talk about how school days influenced them in their life. Wow. So cool. I, I thought that was a, kind of a deepened the experience for me a little bit. Yes. And then I watched, uh, I have a lot of Jackie Chan movies because I love Jackie Chan. Yeah. But a couple movies that I didn't have in my collection uh, were Police Story and Police Story 2, which is a couple ones he made in the 80s that were are very well known and well regarded. And I'd seen the climactic jump of police story on several highlight reels or whatever you do when you watch stunts of jackie chan right so criterion has like a two they have both police story and police story 2 on there and so i watched that because i got that and it's i mean it's great you ordered it and purchased the dvd you have blu-ray baby got blu-ray blu-ray and you incur- you invited me to watch a few scenes with you. Not the whole movie. You were like, well, I've already watched the whole movie. You, no, because this is what happened. You, I told you I got it. You're like, I could watch that. And I was like, okay, let's watch it. And then you're just like, ah, I'm tired. I'm not going to do it. Oh, blah, blah, it's blah. 11 o'clock at night and I have to be up at 5 a.m. Oh, I'm going to go to bed. Just to turn the computer on at 5 and go back to sleep. What's your problem? Um, God. <laughs> so anyway. This is my fucking time loop. Uh, um... 
so no, but then I you got the highlights. I just basically showed yeah. you like the best uh, the it's stuff. So in good, it. Jackie Chan is such a He's badass. Incredible, and he was incredible. Then he directed the movie. He did the theme song. He sings on the the credits at the end. Fantastic. It's got the. This is the movie where he's hanging off a bus with the umbrella. That's oh, in the yeah. beginning. There's that. That's also in the beginning. Is this crash through the shanty town, which Michael Bay ripped off in oh, ba- Bad Boys Two. It's totally would, the same scene. It's the same scene in Bad Boys. Two mm-hmm. did, did not do it as good as uh, Jackie Chan. Police Story. Yeah, no, I know. not even close. I know. What I loved about Police Story is they're good going down this giant hill with all these shack buildings that people are living in. Yeah, and at least in this movie, there's fucking people in them and that are jumping. fucking having to jump out of the way, yeah. and then they're also pissed off at them for blowing up and crushing yep. their shanty town. It's pretty good. Versus Bad Boys Two, it's like there's nobody there. Oh, they just rolled, mold them. They're, all, they're driving SUVs, so everybody's just killed. They're just dead. These are little cars. At least you could dodge that. Oh yeah, and I love just like that they're real cars that get fucked. Oh, they're up. shitty cars. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fun. And then the ending is um just the small fight. Which culminates in this jump from three. St- I mean, and it's great because the movie like shows you that in the in the movie it shows you the the, the jump three different times okay, right yeah. after each other because it's like you know he did it. You're like this is fucking impressive. You will watch this three times. But like my my favorite part of that, and I think people who know Jackie Chan know, like my favorite part is when he's like he's fighting in the department store and he like uses the clothes hanger to like classic fucking spin around and hit. Oh man, I it's so it. cool. I love Jackie Chan movies so much. But he's even, the best. But watching it, it makes me so nervous because I'm like, oh god, yeah, oh fuck. Well, he's getting hurt. I oh, love Jackie God. Chan because, you know, unlike a lot... Like, like yeah, listen, I, I love me those Fast and Furious movies. Don't get me wrong. They're stupid and amazing, right? Yes. But the likes of The Rock and the likes of Vin Diesel, they don't like getting hurt in their fucking scenes. And there was even that story and where they... insurance won't allow them no, to. But even in the but even in the movies, they're not allowed to, like, get like lose a fight. Like, there was never that story that came out of how, like, we have to count the punches that Vin takes because if Vin doesn't come out on top he's not gonna be happy or whatever Jackie Chan's like fuck that he's always on the ropes he's always barely surviving he's getting getting knocked around and it's all the better for it it's so much more entertaining because you just like you feel like yeah he's awesome he's awesome but you know he's getting hit by like 90 guys it makes it more realistic in a very unrealistic setting I just it's and it's just it's more entertaining it's more it's more fun to watch there's a great subplot of like his he's trying to in that movie he's trying to protect a witness and it's set up like oh he's gonna like it's gonna be the romance between the witness and him no he's got a girlfriend who's like super annoyed with him <laughs> oh, damn it Jackie Chan <laughs> and it's great and and then the, the witness is even trying to help him a little bit like dude like did you, like she's trying to like, but then sometimes she's mad at him so she like gets him in trouble a little bit yeah. on purpose it's oh, kind of great fantastic it's everything all, all the best Jackie Chan incorporates that comedy which I think is good so that's what I've been watching. I didn't watch Police Story 2. You want to watch it? I do. Okay. Uh, so in the stunt fighting arena, uh-huh. Jean-Claude Van Damme v. Jackie Chan. Oh, Jackie Chan would win. But, like, you like... Oh, I like, like Jean-Claude Van Damme, but it's a different kind of like, because Jean-Claude Van... JCVD is... I like his energy, but it's definitely like a... <laughs> energy. Uh, it feels very one, maybe two notes. Yeah, but I, I mean, I really like that note. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, and, I like those two and notes. And I mean, like, and I think uh, he's done some good... Per, I think he's given some decent performances later in his career, but uh-huh. I mean, the zone of those movies that I really like, he's kind of doing one thing. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Jackie <laughs> but Jackie Chan, Chan so I think, good. is versatile, so... And uh, he's been trying to... You know, now he's older, he's trying to branch out a little bit more and not... Because he can't physically do some of this oh, stuff anymore, no. so... He shouldn't have been doing it when he was young. 
No, probably not. No, like he, he's not good. Because all these movies always end with like just a sequence, several sequences of Jackie Chan getting injured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. So that's all I've been watching. So as promised, we would mostly talk about what we've been watching. Don't oh, anyone mention that other show you're watching or no? Oh. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um. So one last thing we can talk about. Um. Netflix mm-hmm. put out. So again, shows you can watch with your kids. So every weekend, I, being the loving, devoted wife that I am, I let Tyler sleep in. Cause Not he, every week. First oh, of all, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Saturday, you were in bed longer than I was. I mean, I try to sleep in sometimes, <laughs> but at least one day of the three days one I day. have off. You give me one. At least I'll one. give you that. It's nice. I try to let you sleep in. So then I get up with the kids, and I have a couple choices. I can watch, let, let the TV be on of shows they like to watch, no, which are terrible. a terrible choice. I can just, like, put headphones on and watch mm-hmm. what I want on my on my phone, which is not really, like, connecting with the kids. Nope. So I try to find a show. I mean, we could do something, but it's, like, early, and we're trying to be quiet. Yeah. and so they, Well, any, like an any activity. activity is loud. Any activity is loud. Right. So trying to find a show that the kids like that I like. Mm-hmm. So that usually leaves us with like shows about magic. Uh, you watch Tangled, the TV series, which is Tangled actually pretty solid. It's very solid. Yep. A little just add magic. Yep. Anything with like teen girls and magic, I'm in. So out came not non magical related show, uh, Adventures of the Babysitters. Or the Babysitters uh, Club. Yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the book series or inspired by the book series. Yeah. It all started at the very beginning of seventh grade. We're the Babysitter's Club. Call us if you need us. Bye! What if you could, like, make one phone call and reach a whole bunch of good sitters at the same time? Are you sure this thing actually works? The Etsy shop I bought it from said it's fully operational. Yeah, but it's 25 years old. It's iconic. (gasps) Oh, my God! Good afternoon, Babysitter's Club. This is Christy Thomas, president and founder speaking. Uh, seeing a couple trailers on, I was like, oh, I don't know. I actually didn't get into those books. No. I was more into the Boxcar Children books. Me too. I read a lot of those Boxcar Children books. Yeah. I couldn't get into the Babysitter Club books. I was told I couldn't because I'm a boy. That checks out. Yeah. Well, Back in the 90s. Old millennials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old millennials are familiar with that. Like, you can't read that book. You're a boy. Yeah. I'm sure I was told, like, Boxcar Children. Boxcar Children was a, a that was a a gender non, fluid yeah because there's two boys two why girls. I'm so open to gender fluidity. Boxcar Children was just that was that shit was solid. I'm probably read. Though? I don't know. <laughs> it, it seemed like it was solid terrible. back in the day, but I keep going back and reading these books with uh, Mary, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Anyway, watch the show. Long story short, mm-hmm. it's good. Is it? Yeah, I I watched a few minutes of it, and I was surprised at. Um, some of the material in it because I was just like, oh, they're kind of being thoughtful about this. Like, they're, or, and I was just surprised about the content because it was just like this new girl came into town and she was talking to one of the babysitter glove girls and she, he was just like, she was just like, oh yeah, my parents got divorced. He was gay, but like for years just hit it. And like, she went into like a long monologue about like, that wasn't, it wasn't just like a joke. It was just like taking that idea seriously. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is a show that's uh, modern and doing things a little bit differently than I would have expected. Very modern. Mm-hmm. Very modern topics, but very classic uh, pre-teen, issues. middle school yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. Parents getting divorced. Grandmas having strokes. Yeah. Friendship fights. First boyfriends, first kisses, crushes. Uh, that kind of stuff. When which, which our nine-year-old runs away from oh my when God, they start she happening. She hides under her blanket and she's she like, it's no, gross. I can hear it. I don't need to see it. Yeah, she doesn't like that. <laughs> um, 
transgender comes up in one of the episodes, like one of the children they're babysitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get to kind of deal with that mm-hmm. in a very thoughtful and good way. So when I'm watching this show, I have the remote with me and I pause it so I can check in with Mary. The other kids actually don't love it that much. So they are actually out making well, noise, young. waking you up, which I'm sorry. Um, but I like to pause it because not only... Um, do I need to talk through some things with her? But it's good to just, like, ask her to predict what's going to happen or, like, what do you think they're feeling? So I feel like it's a really good, like, emotional intelligence kind of show to watch with your kid. Gotcha. There's a lot of jealousy, a lot of, like, set, like she's pissed off and being, being awful, but it's really because she's sad about her dad not being in her life. Right. So I think it's, like, if... If I had had that, like, exposure of, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't just assume the worst about my friends. There might be actual, like, more stuff mm. going on. Instead, I was too busy watching, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which probably right. has less of that. I was, uh, I think she went back and I, she missed a part of it once, so she was watching one and you were doing something else. And I was just, I had my phone. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to chill out on my phone here. And then I, I started watching a few minutes. I was like, oh, this is it's got surprisingly pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the parents who were acting in it yeah. are good. You got a little Alicia Silverstone. Oh, yeah. I saw her there for a second. Yeah, you got the, yeah, you got some people. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I thought. If you've got a preteen girl, I would recommend it. And I'd recommend watching it with them so you could kind of talk through some stuff. Yeah, it seemed good. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for that kind of show. Made a good effort. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's what we've been watching. I'd, I'd, I'd rather watch all the episodes of that several times than the two movies we're about to talk about. So, um, The Big Green. The Big Green? We watched it on July 4th because our kids wanted to watch Finding Nemo again because they watched Finding Nemo last 4th of July. Yeah, so and listen, it's funny with kids when you do things one time. They're like, it's tradition. Every year we watch Finding Nemo on 4th of July. And listen, I love Finding Nemo. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Love it. One of my... I mean, I love most all Pixar movies, and I that one's on the upper third of my list, right? But for whatever reason, I was just like, I don't want to watch Finding Nemo right now. Mood. I'm not in the mood for that. And also, some, you know what's weird about Disney Plus is like we have Disney Plus, obviously because we have kids, and I like we like Disney, right? But like sometimes I feel like, oh yeah, we could watch Finding Nemo or Wally. I'm just like, I have the Blu-ray downstairs. Like this seems like I'm being lazy, just you clicking on lazy. Finding Nemo. I could just go get my Blu-ray, even though like. It's HD quality, but it's some you know sometimes it kind of like you know freezes a second or it does glitch sometimes. Sometimes it glitches, you know, yeah, due to the internet connectivity. But so, I see some people online are like, "I'm getting rid of my DVDs. I got Disney Plus." I was like, "You might regret that. They could take this shit off whenever they want." And they will. <laughs> they will take it away from you. Yep. At any point. It's this first year. They're getting, yeah, they're leaving shit on there right now. And then they're going to be like, oh, do you want Disney Premium? Where now we've put everything back in the vault. We better watch Hamilton 90 more times before they take it away. Agreed. Okay. Um, so we didn't really want to watch Finding Nemo. So anyway, the big green was, I think they recently added, because not all their titles are, were on there. They've been adding that stuff. And so the big green is a movie that I saw in 95 when it came out. And we could do some high stats. Uh, because we didn't really, we didn't write what you remember because we weren't really planning on doing this, an episode on the big green, but then we decided to do the other movie and it seemed like, let's just put them together. Let's do it. First, I'll share what I remember. Okay. I don't think I ever saw this in its entirety. Right. Um, it came out a couple years after Sandlot. Right. 93 and then two, maybe two years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I like that. I like Sandlot. I don't like the, the character, that kid. That kid who's in the Sandlot who is kind of the front and he's center face of green. this movie. I he's don't the like goalie. him. I just... I Why have, don't you like him? I have a history 
of clearly from childhood of not liking big obnoxious not big as in like he's big but like loud annoying characters yeah and actors he's not that loud and annoying in this movie though he's more like that in the sandlot he is but then i just assumed based on the trailers i watched i was like fuck that movie not watching it yeah. and also soccer's dumb <laughs> And there's a second character that's from the Sandlot. Squints is in the movie, yeah. although not really doesn't uh, do anything. No, nah, he's not as prominent, right? No. But anyway, give us some high stats on the Big Green. Okay, so the Big Green uh, came out September 29th, as you heard in that trailer that we shared with you 35 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, came out September 29th, 1995. So we were like 13, 14 years oh, old. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. No. Yes. 95? That's wrong. I was 12. Do the math. 12. We were like 11, 12. 11. I was born in 1983. I was not. <laughs> you were born in 1984. I was 11. Which makes it 11, 12. And the kids in the movie, I think, are like 11. So they it are. was like a perfect age for me to watch it, right? I guess. And I, listen, I played soccer as a young lad a lot, several years On of it. On a team? Yeah, when I was uh, younger. Your parents do love you. That when is I was the evidence age, right there. Probably age six or seven to pay, probably age 11. Jesus. You know whose parents didn't let them play soccer? Yeah. Mine. Because they're smart. But here's the thing. Like most things that are athletic, my entire life, I don't think I really liked playing soccer. It's a lot of fucking right. Because I was always just like, I'll be a guard. We'll hang out on the... We'll hang out by the... It's different. It's, you know, they've played soccer a little bit differently. They used to just kind of stick a couple people in the back and they'd kind of hang out by the goal, you know? And you didn't have to run as much. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I don't, you guys could do what you want. I'm going to go over asthma. here. asthma. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck that. I might have been before I got my asthma, but, um, or I knew about my asthma. But, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't remember really enjoying soccer that much. No. And then now, fuck, fuck, I don't like soccer. No. Um, <laughs> it clocks in at an hour and 40 minutes, yep. which is too long. It is rated PG. Yep. It is written and directed by Holly Goldberg Sloan. And she wrote Angels in the Outfield, the remake, I think. And that was how she ended up getting this movie. But she hasn't done a lot of film work since. She's a writer still and I think writes books. Yep. Right? Yeah, sure. Oh, you didn't look that up? No. I'm, I'm just going sure. off the memory. <laughs> oh, she sounds fine. Okay. If that's um, wrong, sorry. Apologies to Pulitzer Prize winning whoever it is. I don't know. Yesterday we had a long conversation about the box office for this movie. We had a long conversation about the box office of the other movie. But... Oh, oh, this movie is very similar, though. This was not a hit. Um, this estimated budget for this movie was $12 million. How does it cost that much to make this movie? Oh, we have kids that are up. Oh, hold on. Who knows? Maybe they're just peeing. Anyway, okay. so we've got... $12 million. How does it cost that much money to make this movie? Oh, I I, I question it. They might have given $8 million to Steve Gutenberg. Obviously. Which, even in 95, seems like about $7.5 million too much, but maybe yes. they did. I don't know. No way this movie cost Maybe the much. kid from the Sandlot got some cash. I don't oh, know. Oh, fuck that kid. Maybe. And uh, it grossed $17 million. It was not a hit. Um, here's the thing about soccer in the 90s. Not popular. Not in this country. Not in movies. It's definitely more popular. I mean, it's been a slow burn of getting America on board with soccer. I don't, Lord knows why, but, um, you know, it's gaining popularity, but still not. It? It's still below even, like. Oh. Goddamn kids. Always interrupting everything. <laughs> I want to give mommy a hug. Never it's never daddy. Up. They're like, fuck you, Except Tyler. for our youngest. 
he loves me. I got one. <laughs> so far. He'll change. He will come over to the dark they always, side. They always love me when they're young, and then they, they switch allegiances And later. then they're like, hey, wait, Dad doesn't like us anymore. I think I'll love Mom more now, though. <laughs> I don't... I like them. They just, you know, I like no, them. No, no, no. I like them better. Them. As, I love them. I love them. just don't like them once they no, start I, walking I like and them. talking. I just like them less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not babies. Yeah. Um... I don't know what we're talking about. Big green. How money. Oh, soccer. Anyway. Oh, soccer. No one knows about soccer. Listen, if you like soccer, look, that's fine. I don't care if you like soccer. I just personally don't like it. If you're listening to this podcast, you actually might like soccer. You probably do because there's two soccer movies. Yeah, you're probably like, oh my God, I love these two movies. I got nothing. I've got nothing really against soccer. I don't care. It seems like to play soccer would be uh, very hard professionally. It's a very athletic game. Yeah. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. I mean, to each his own. I just find it boring because they never like score. It. They score like one goal or two goals, and it's like an hour, and there's just a lot of running around and whatever. That's yeah. not for me. Yeah. But you know, American football is not for me either. I don't watch American football either. Yeah. So there you go. Baseball. I like baseball. Yeah. Baseball might come back. We'll see. Okay, so it made very little money. Yep. Let's talk about who's in the movie. The Goot. Steve Gutenberg. The Goot. That's pretty much He it. plays the sheriff of the small town. Yeah. He, we were just talking about this off mic about like, uh, we think you did what, you were looking up a Roger Ebert review of this movie and you yeah. said he, they didn't even mention, it didn't, doesn't even mention Steve Gutenberg. Nope. And that's, that makes sense because he doesn't actually do anything in the movie. He's no, in the movie he's a lot. Present. He's, you know, I would, he's, I think he's top build, although he's definitely like secondary well, to the, okay, the coach. There but there is one thing he does in the movie. What? So he starts out, and maybe this is where the $17 million went. He's clearly wearing a slight fat suit. Now, not like <laughs> you were a, pretty adamant about this. I'm yeah, not, I thought no. maybe he was just wearing a jacket. No, 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 okay. no, because it definitely highlights him with like a belt on and oh. that like old, older white guy uh, beer gut belly okay. hanging over it. Yeah. So I, I noticed it. I was like, oh, he's got a beer gut. That's kind of weird. Okay. And then. Suddenly, as he joins the co-coaching with uh, the coach here, what's the actress's name? Olivia Dabo. She's the British, or, yeah, right. Who plays Miss Anna Montgomery. And she comes from Britain, and she comes to this tiny town yeah. again. Lord knows why, but she does. So then he is suddenly fit as he's doing this montage, works of out with working the kids, out with the kids. Right. Yep. So he does do that in the movie. Yeah, but he doesn't. That again, the movie itself. If you took him out of it. Nothing changes other than, like, the one, the star player. Hey, he needs hey, someone to pick him up. I can tell That's you it. something. You could take every person out of this movie, and it would be the same movie. <laughs> no. Because, because nothing fucking happens in this the movie. The coach, you have to have a coach who decides that they're going to make a team. That's sort of. Like, this is not a movie. <laughs> it, it is, I, okay, I disagree. I think it's a movie for a while. Is it? Yeah, is there's, it just like... it's a small town. They need, don't have any money. They need something to do. They're not making any... Uh, they're they, not learning they anything. They, they let you think that this movie's going to be uh, Dangerous Minds with Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, no. Because there's <laughs> these kids who are all fucking dumb. And, they're dumb. I don't and know they're, they're like... causing a ruckus in the classroom. And a then she bit. shows up and she's like pretty and blonde. And sure. you're like, oh, she's going to get these kids in tip-top shape. And, and they then do. She's like, and then she's like... Children, do you know what I think? I think we should just, like, go outside and play <laughs> soccer every day instead of ever doing any learning. It is kind of funny how it's just like, oh, you guys aren't very good at learning. Well, let's go play soccer outside. Yeah. And it's like, and then later they do kind of, like, briefly explain that their test scores have gone up and they are doing but work in the they classroom. they showed that in the movie zero Oh, it's times. like five seconds, right? Yeah. But it is pretty funny how it's just like, yeah, we're going to go play soccer because you guys aren't paying attention. Oh, and by the way, our first game is tomorrow. Yep. 
<laughs> and they're the bad. Fuck? And you you know you've seen this movie. It's the Mighty Ducks. It's it's the Bad News Bears. It's uh yeah all those. Mm-hmm. And only it's soccer. And there's a goat that eats grass. And there's uh the kid, the little kid uh, who plays Newt. He was uh it's an actor named Bug Hall who was in the Little Rascals. Yeah, and sure. so he got the and credit on this movie. Like Crazy. they made a big deal about him being in this movie. Um, Shaw, played he, by Bug Hall. He doesn't uh, play well. Now there's a couple, so a few things. Yes. One, there's a lot of um, fast forwarding and oh. speedy and sound effects and. Uh, I will agree with Roger Ebert. Okay. Um, and I'll just quote him since what, what did we'll, Rogers what did Rogers say? First off, Tyler. Uh huh. How many stars did our old man Roger give the big green? Two. <laughs> no. One. One and a half. Okay. That wasn't that far off. <laughs> One and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about how he's unspeakably bored by this by yeah. the prospect of writing a review <laughs> in which he observes sure. that the big green is a retread of the Mighty Ducks. Sure. It is. Uh, it is. True. So that was funny. And then he's like, so let's provide an obligatory summary and move on. I, I like how he's just fucking irritated to have to write this because I feel fucking irritated to have to even talk about this on this podcast. Yeah. Um. So what he says about that is... Um, now, you, now you said you were setting us up to like make a comment about the zaniness. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I knew the Big Green was in trouble right at the top when the writer-director, Holly Sloan, used the amateurish gimmick of speeding up the action to make something funny. I have never seen a scene in which speeding up the action made it funny. Not even in the Keystone Cops silent comedies where it was already a cliché. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's bad. And it's a kind of a thing you see in kid movies, especially. Um, so that's one thing that's uh, obnoxious. It doesn't happen a ton, but enough to bother it, it's you. It's, like, random, too. So it'll yeah. be, like, normal, normal. Speedy, speedy, speedy. Well, this movie opens, too. Like, like uh, these kids are bored in town, so they put a bunch of Doritos all over themselves and let the birds come and eat them off their faces. Yeah, the That's the thing that happens yeah. in this movie. Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, there's birds are going to come shit on our faces, and mm-hmm. they eat the food off our face. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the Cheetos are for, Doritos Cheetos or whatever. Cheetos or whatever it was. So the other thing that's in this movie, which I thought was very odd, but surprising is that there's a lot of um kind of adult uh geopolitical not geopolitical but you know political things going on one kid makes a reaganomics joke yeah <laughs> which is uh you know it's 95 and they're like well what's talent right now i was like yeah you could think reaganomics or something i was like that's a weird thing to put like, in a movie in 95 huh? okay and then like the subplot of this is one is their better player right he's a new student he's in a school. new student and the mom and them they're clearly she didn't want him playing and it's revealed that she's an illegal immigrant and mm-hmm. he's illegal and there's a plot of this movie where they're just like the bad coach that's used to be go to high school with steve gutenberg is just like oh wait what's going on with this kid let's call and see if we can get him kicked out and of ISIS the area on him, basically uh, uh isis not isis Ice. That's what I said. Roll the tape. Ice is I very definitely different. said ice. <laughs> well, it's very different. I mean, you could debate the morality of you uh, know what I fucking meant. Both of them, but yeah, different. Um, yeah. So that's a plot line in this, and mm-hmm. it's handled not not well. I don't think our uh, there's certain people in this country who probably would disagree with the uh, the sympathetic portrayal. We'll say that I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I, it's not. It's handled fine, actually. It's mm-hmm. surprisingly handled with um, respect 
and with uh, intelligence, but it's five minutes of the movie and what's it doing here? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But it was like that Mighty Duck scene where it's like that kid who's really good and then he belongs on the other line of the district. A it's little bit that of that. Scene. It's Banksy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, similar, something similar. It's so like, to that. you're going to lose your star player. <laughs> and they do lose. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Again, that's really it was just odd to be it in the movie that way. Odd. So then, um, there's not a lot to say about the bigger. I think our kids find, found it watchable because there's kids doing things in it. The other main thing is like the kid from the Sandlot. The big draw of the trailers of this was that he was a he's a bad goalie because he keeps envisioning the other team like turning into monsters or mm-hmm. the knights turn into knights or the apparently the team calls them the zombies and so they turn into like why what soccer team I don't think team? it was called the zombie I think you just imagine that one. okay I don't know um, but anyway there's just a bunch of these scenes where he sees them charging at him and it continues to happen until the very last game like the very last uh, like play of the game like they do like a shoot off or whatever what is the de- what he's bad at goalie just Make him play another position. He's too big and fat to play another position. Well, that's not very nice to say about him. I don't know. That's always what the stigma was in the nineties. Like the big is that fat spoken? Kid like oh, he can't run, so we have to play run. the goalie. Yes, yes. Wow. it's pretty, pretty terrible because he's a really bad goalie. He's probably really bad at everything. This wouldn't even be a th- the team gets very good very fast. Yes. Um, if they just had a better goalie, they'd be crushing every every yes, kid. Would. It seems like. Um. Not much to really say about this, other than so the the movie feels like a the you know it plays like that. It's you know it's Wait, fine. We're going to talk about how he becomes the monster to fight the monsters. Oh, who cares? Yeah, and that's then what he does. The monster he becomes is a no, is a Native oh yeah, American. <laughs> that's pretty bad. So you have all these other thoughtful shit, and then he like yeah he becomes. It's not so much that he turns into like that, other than like maybe wearing the outfit. I guess is questionable, questionable, but you know, of the nineties, not unsurprising yeah but it's just the fact that they, like he refers to it as like turn be the monster and that's what he turns into and i think like, it's a, that's mis- a little fucked up it's a it's a they're mixing their metaphor a little bit too much there not yeah. good yeah um no what's weird about the the big green is it it's it's like totally innocuous it's fine for an it's hour boring it's boring but fuck. it's like it's like every other not quite as good as the mighty ducks kind of movie right no this movie did not know how to film and edit right and that's what it brings me to the last half hour, which is, it feels like it, it's close to like a half hour or yeah. 20 minutes at least of this final game. Yeah. And it appears that what they did to make this movie was that they got some kids together and they're just like, well, play a game of soccer. We'll just film it and we'll just see what we get. And we'll just edit it together and call it good. <laughs> yeah. And because there's there's sequences and shots of just like a ball getting kicked out of bounds and then someone running over to get the ball and then picking up the ball and then throwing it in and then them kicking it nowhere again. Yeah. What you can't What are we that. watching? You can't do that. You have to edit this so I'm interested. It was like watching a kid's soccer game for like twenty five minutes, I, which yeah. is way All too long. All the children took a little nappy nap during that section. Like and it doesn't even seem like even the goals, they like they figured that out at the end too. Like, yeah, okay, someone's gonna score, okay, we'll figure that out or whatever. The yeah. only thing they actually planned was the shootout at the end, I yep. think. And that's we get to see that in real time too. Like it's fi- how many is it that's I can't mixing my movies up. I don't remember. <laughs> this old millennial doesn't remember that. The little bug shoot kicks the ball. Yeah, there's like a shootout or whatever, right? Yeah, it's a shootout. But we get to see that whole goddamn thing. It's like thirty minutes of the movies like watching a soccer game and it's like Yeah. 
talking not, about it is putting me to sleep right now. It's not great. So that, I thought that was odd, but they just they definitely just filmed the soccer game. And they're just like, yeah, just play, kids. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the top comedy of the year, according to that TV spot that we played earlier. Didn't you see the goat? And I would just say this movie was not funny. Yeah, oh, well, there's that subplot where uh, at the last game, that was part of it, too. You know, the bad coach was like, hey, if I win, you have to kiss me, the hot teacher. And she's like, fine, if you win, you have to kiss a goat. Now, to be to be fair... Mm-hmm. Marion, our nine-year-old, was very excited about that. The goat, And, and yeah. wanted to see this whole kissing the goat thing. She was... It's the highlight of the movie. She was like, oh my god, because we were like, let's turn off and go to bed. And she's like, no, I gotta see, I gotta see if the coach has to kiss the goat. Yeah. So, I mean, for a nine-year-old, she thought that was pretty funny. Well, there she you was go. like, but I didn't really like that movie. Well, because it's soccer. It's boring. <laughs> well, the thing about kids is they tend to copy what their parents say. And on this one, yeah, she was like, it's soccer. It's boring. They watched it. They thought it was fine. I don't think they're going to ask to watch it again, though. Like, they wanted to watch Homeward Bound again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there you go. I don't know. I have nothing else to say about the big Okay. <laughs> We're going to briefly talk about our next movie. And before briefly. we do, I'm going to transition us with a great little trailer. Enjoy. All those beautiful people in this neighborhood. Hey, let's beautify the neighborhood. Stay indoors. To get ahead in business. Good luck. Thanks. Oh, and I'm glad you gave me the right finger. Sometimes you have to play ball. Chester, my company sponsors a girls' soccer team. I'm coaching the ladybugs. It sort of goes with a promotion, you know? It's a big office right next to mine just waiting for a guy like you. What the hell you know about soccer? You kick the ball down the field into the net. Try and control the ball. Forget the ball. Try and stay in your feet. Oh, I'm off to a great stop. What he doesn't know. Win the game, win the game, win the game. Could get him fired. Get the book, get the book, get the book. I can't look. Hey, what are you, a fish? What he's willing to try. What? Could get him arrested. No, you're crazy, Chester. It'll never happen. Chester put a boy on a girl's soccer team. I don't know really what else to say. Because watching that trailer just makes me think about watching the movie, and oh, yowzer. We uh, watched this on CBS All Access, <laughs> just for clarity's sake. We did not uh, uh, purchase it. Um, Ladybugs is a movie that I saw a lot when I was younger, and I don't know... Why? Let's, let's hear what you remember. Or how? Before we go into some high stats about it. Okay. Well, I'll read what you wrote. Okay. Because you just told me to... Uh, we didn't do like, it for the big game. I was grabbing a snack or something. Angie, this is a Rodney Dangerfield movie. I don't like Rodney Dangerfield. I don't think I've seen this movie, but I bet I'm not going to like it. <laughs> wow. I crushed that. <laughs> check, 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 and check. Um, And so, you know, listen. Rodney Dangerfield iconic comedian not your not your thing he's not my comedian gotcha um so i wrote what i remember this is the segment we call what do you remember mm-hmm. Roddy dangerfield is a guy who is dating a lady with a teenage son sequests jonathan brandis but his boss wants him to coach a girl's soccer team but they suck so the teenage son is recruited to join the team in drag it's problematic jack a is rodney's co-worker and assistant coach this movie is bad why have i seen it so much why have you seen it? I had so not, much? so you had not seen it, so therefore it has been at least, because I didn't, definitely didn't watch it any time where I've been 
in a relationship with you. So it's been 18 years, mm-hmm. at, at least, least, and maybe more. But I remember this movie, and I was trying to figure out why that was, and I kind of figured it out as we were watching it. Um, What's the scoop, Tyler? Well, I remember really liking, the as a t- preteen or a teenager, really liking the show Sequest. Um <laughs> A, a guest on our show, a Turtle Talk Live co-host Sean Scott and I in elementary school, and maybe middle middle school, I can't remember what this was, we would talk, it was Sunday nights, Sequest was on at like 7 o'clock, it, but, and I would come to school and be like, did you see Sequest? And it was our, it was almost like a running gag as children we had. And he's like, no, I didn't watch Sequest. I was watching, did you see the new episode of New Adventures of Lois and Clark? Or, or the Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman? So we, it was at the same time, he never watched Sequest. And I never watched Lois and Clark, but so every Monday at school we'd be like, yeah, Sequest, and he was just like, Lois and Clark. <laughs> you guys are such nerds! <laughs> so I like Sequest, and Jonathan Brandis was on that show, and so I was like, I like Jonathan Brandis, I like Sequest, I like the Jaws guy too, so, because uh, he was in Sequest. So I remember seeing that, and then I think it was a movie, Ladybugs was on cable a lot, I was mm-hmm. unfamiliar with like Rodney Dangerfield, really, I think, as a younger kid, and then... I, it must see the age must be I must have been like eleven or twelve or something like that because I also was just like really into the I think I was just really into the girl who's like the cute girl in in the movie where sure. Jennifer Brandis falls in love and she's cute, on a team. Yeah, I was just like, how oh, she cute, and I was like, you know, mm-hmm. eleven or twelve. And he's cute, and he's cute, right? And so he that would is be nineties cute. So I think that's the reason, mm-hmm. and I but I mean I don't know. I, there's nothing to say about this that's like defensible because it's just not a it's not a good film let's do some high stats (laughs) ladybugs came out march 27th 1992 yes a march movie Uh rated pg-13 uh-huh it is the perfect one hour 30 minutes so of all the things it did wrong it at least did that right has the length down yeah it didn't need it didn't go the hour 40 it it had to it had to get to that length by inserting just like extended bits of Rodney Dangerfield's uh, stand-up routine. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Including a scene where he is with his girlfriend and they're looking at a house. It has nothing to do with anything in the movie and it's just a setup for him to just basically do some of his routine for a couple minutes. Including, like, seeing a kid, a baby riding behind a, a dude on a bike and making a homophobic joke. Because we just needed to have that in this movie. We needed uh, to pad it with some runtime. Thank of you some for jokes. reminding me of that. Yeah. <laughs> really wanted that both uh, visual and memory in my brain. Yep. Um, so... This uh, budget, who knows? Nobody knows. Uh, but it grossed $14 million. And we were looking at... We went on Box Office Mojo because we were trying to figure out, like, is that, like... That seems bad. But I was like, is it that bad in 92? And we went and saw the list of all the movies that came out. And thank you, Box Office Mojo, because you can see everything that came out in a year. And, I mean, if you go down, way down the list, <laughs> you'll find Ladybugs, and you'll look around the other things that that kind of clocked in at that amount of money, and there's a couple movies that I know that were bombs, like, I think, The Memoirs of Invisible Man, and then a bunch of movies you've never heard of. Never heard of. <laughs> so, I, I heard a shit below this movie. So it bombed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it deserves to bomb, because it is, a, whew, and it is especially bad now. This well, is a tough movie to watch in 2020. It's... It's unwatchable. It kind of, like, so at the start, I was kind of like, I thought for maybe a couple minutes, I was like, oh, okay, I get why I like, it's kind of, because it's like a kid movie, but it's dirty, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, because there's a scene early where he's, like, in the car, and there's a a big-ass truck is next to him, and uh, he's like, my name's Harlan, and 
like he because to me he looked like a giant asshole or whatever. And he's like, yeah, because I, I it's just a, an asshole joke, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, this is a naughty movie that has funny jokes in it. That's yeah. why a kid liked it, right? But then like that's it never really goes anywhere from there. No. Um, the Dangerfield like perspective. It's not even like I, who is this movie for in 1992? Rodney Dangerfield fans. And that's it. Pretty much. And then like. Yeah, but see, like... But then it has all these... I've seen kids. Back to School, which is a, definitely a better movie that utilizes him more. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's I think it's meant for, like, teenagers, kind of. Because it's Rodney Dangerfield, and people kind of know him from... He was... How old do you think he was in the filming of this? Because I just did the math. 70? Seven, he's <laughs> he looks 70. very old. He's 71 years and old. And he's dating a woman who has a teenage son, and she... She's from Mrs. Belvedere. I remember her face, and you were trying to remember who she was. She's like, it's not, it's not Mrs. Belvedere. I was like, well, she's not been anything else. So, um, she was maybe like forty. I mean, she looks a little older, but she's certainly not fucking seventy. She's not seventy-one she's like fucking years old. So this character, who's like a salesman, <laughs> at he should company. be fucking retired. Well, that's America, man. What are you gonna do? You can never retire. Okay, I got to do the math. Because he died, oh, maybe, how when did Rod Dager feel like? Yeah, 10 years ago? Like 43, yeah, 2004. Yeah, oh, more than that, but yeah. She's like 43. That's like 30 year difference. And she's still alive. Yeah. Because she was 40 at the time, not yeah. 70. Not it's understandable so. that Rod Dangerfield is dead. Because <laughs> he's old. Yeah, In this movie, like, he was old. You're like, one, why are you working? And two, you should not be coaching any sort of team. So, I mean, this is a movie just that is mostly. Rodney Dangerfield saying sexist things or doing sexist things, looking at people, sexually harassing them, staring at people's butts, uh, other characters staring at people's There's butts. There's so many of these jokes, I, I, I don't even want to talk uh, about Midget them. hooker jokes, um, lot, just a lot of looking at the butts. He spent, there's a whole minute of him harassing the receptionist at the workplace. Um, it's very odd. Um, Jack A is, I, I like Jack A. She was on Sister Sister. Remember that 90s show? That was a good show. Yeah, it was. TGIF. She, I remember her really liking her in this movie, and I don't, I, I like her. Mm-hmm. She just has nothing to do. I think she's, it's odd that she's definitely in a position of being like a comedic character, but she doesn't really get that much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, none of it really plays. Um, so she's like his co, uh, co, assistant coach or whatever. And then, of course, the big hook of this is that he... Because the team is, you know, he gets roped into, he wants to get a promotion. The first 20 minutes of this is basically Tommy from, or Johnny from the room. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to get a promotion at the bank, and we're going to get married. We're going to get married. It's the same same plot. But then if, if man, man, imagine if the room mm-hmm. ch- switched gears and he became like a coach of a girl's a soccer football. team. Tommy was so, oh, a football. Oh, my God. Yeah. That seems like an amazing plot line. Yeah. Let's make it powder puff girls football team. Get hey Tommy Wiseau, get on that. I heard he got got sued recently, but let's get get going on that script, Tommy. Um, so then he recruits because he you know he's got to get this job, so he recruits the teenage son to put a wig on and play on the girls soccer team mm-hmm. because he's good at soccer. I guess he was on the soccer team before. I don't know. I think the movie is not even making save of that. They're just saying that, like, boys are better at soccer. Like, a boy who's maybe played soccer five years ago is better than all these girls. Which I would... Okay, now, listen. If soccer fans might think I'm wrong about this, and that's fine. They can tell me if they want to. But I've seen soccer. I've seen women's soccer, and I've seen men's soccer, right? And I feel like they're both pretty equal in terms of like their skill and athletic ability. Am I wrong about that? 
I mean, I know very little about soccer. It seems like but they could just play together. These two movies is huh? that it requires a lot of foot control. Yeah. And to me, testosterone doesn't give you that big of an advantage on foot control and stamina on the field. So I know that we the reason we have separate leagues is because it's just been that way for a long time, right? And there's there's money to be had if you have two separate leagues, right? But to me, it seems like because I remember playing even as a kid on like a co-ed soccer team, and there's those are things that happen. Maybe I don't know. Can't you just because in the big green there's girls and boys on that team, yes. right? So that's right. It's yeah. a, it doesn't matter. It does. It seems like it's a sport, especially that uh, uh, having testosterone is not necessarily Maybe height does have an advantage. I don't know. Seems don't like know. so, but this movie is positing that just it seems like it's just. Just because he's a boys boy. are better, <laughs> and I would say maybe there is a line where he's like he says he's a star soccer player, but the movie's not selling that. They're selling the fact that like boys can do more things. Boys are Cause there's better jokes at sports. about that, and these are all girls that are very like into their nails and, and into boys, or so shy that they can't do anything. <sighs> yeah, but oh, I did want to say because I do one thing does endure over since 1992 and i remember it then and i remember it now and it is my favorite part of the movie and it's still my favorite part of the movie there is a character who's shy who has a very problematic scene with roddy dangerfield later where she he you know tries to get her to she's saying like i'm ugly and nobody likes me he's like oh what will never like you're beautiful if i were your age i'd date you don't say that two like that's really inappropriate but then he's just like oh just take your glasses off and put your hair down and everybody thinks you're pretty and he's like great that's a great message to send her, right? I mean, it's the plot of She's All That, so... I know, but also, like... In every other... And in the movie, she actually becomes a better soccer player when she puts her hair down and takes her glasses off, which I find confusing. That tells me that she doesn't need that prescription, or her prescription is wrong. Here's another theory. Her parents are munchausing her. She does not need those glasses. Maybe. That's true. That's yep. possible. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that he seems... He maybe saved her life. Maybe. There you go. Ronnie Dangerfield did something good. <laughs> By the way, his character name in this movie is Chester... Because <laughs> chest, that's like boobies. I don't know. It's you get just, it? He, there's a part of the movie where he is in a lady's store and he decides to put balls in his chest and look at himself with boobs because that's something. Anyway, I'm getting to the thing that I actually like is that character, the shy girl, when she introduces herself, she stands up. She's trying to, they're trying to, he's trying to learn other names of the kids. <laughs> and she just, it's the strangest thing. It doesn't seem like it belongs in any movie ever. But she goes, My name is Penny. Pester. <laughs> her name is Penny Pester, but she had to like build up to say her last name with such intensity. Yeah, I love it. You loved it. You you lost your mind. It's it's so good, and I wish that everybody in every movie introduced themselves in such a way. Oh God, um, I really like that. I don't like anything else movie. So among we don't have to highlight all the things that are inappropriate about the movie because it would take an hour and a half to take the length of the movie. We would just be going through the script. There's yeah. a scene in an. <laughs> This elevator scene is the most bizarre scene for a couple different reasons. Number one, it takes time to show people getting on and off their elevator and like almost to a point where five five different uh, extras in the scene have to get off the elevator during the scene, which is, does not matter to the movie at all. It has nothing to do with anything. They're just nothing. planning. They're looking at a wedding book for planning. And five different people have to get off and be like, excuse me, excuse me. No, they say getting off. Getting off. and Getting off. And then the last two say it they're like very frustrated and they're they're like getting off (laughs) is it just because ronnie dangerfield wanted to have a bunch of people saying getting off maybe you know like ha 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 ha." they're saying getting off (laughs) 
I think that's what perhaps. it is. Perhaps. I don't know why that is well, inherently I, I funny. I solved that question for you. Why okay. it's in the movie. So then that does, that's not the weird, the weirdest part about it. Then, because Jack A is standing between the girlfriend and Rodney Dangerfield, she sees them together looking at his wedding dress. She's like, I just think that's great. You know what? Say it proud and loud and proud. This is a great thing. I'm glad you're getting married. Don't let anybody tell you. And of course, they're referring to the fact that they are like interracial, interracial. which I guess mm-hmm. in the 90s, like that was less common and we were making comments about that. But man, that just seems you can't watch that now without being like, Ew. well, <laughs> Ron, Ronnie Dangerfield. Well, it's mostly the part where they're just like, no, no. And you could say that that's, that's that way because they don't like each other that way. But it just the whole thing just. Is so tone deaf. I don't. Like, I don't feel like it was tone deaf movie? then. It's a joke about. It's making a. I mean, it, it, it's doing it at, at the expense of the lady who's making that. Like, well, yeah. And as you noted, who? What was that character's name on the cast? Liberal thing? lady. <laughs> Which Fuck. is just frustrating because it's like, no, this is totally a normal, fine thing. Like, we shouldn't be calling attention to it. And I know in '92 it wasn't as common, but even. Then it seems like, why would you make a big deal about this right in the middle of this movie for no reason? Yeah, why is it in this movie? It's a weird thing, and it seems like it's a statement on, like, that lady being ridiculous. But it is ridiculous, because you don't need to... That one, that character doesn't need to say that, but also that, like, it's being considered, like, it it shouldn't happen. Like, they shouldn't get married or something. It's very weird. It's very, very odd. Um, obviously the dressing up as a girl is problematic, uh, throughout the film. Not as problematic as the scene in the dressing room. Right. I mean, there's been these movies in Mrs. Doubtfire and some like it hot. We've done this and it like, there's a way to do it. That's not like terribly uncomfortable. And there's the, you know, that's his style though, right? What? Ronnie Dangerfield. No, there's, I'm not make people uncomfortable. the premise of it in and of itself, while dated, is not necessarily uh, – it doesn't have to be intentionally offensive. Whereas I feel like this movie is going out of its way to just, like, be offensive with how it's doing it, right? Because, yeah, there's a scene where they're getting a dress for Jonathan – we haven't – yeah, Jonathan Brandis is – they need to get a dress for him to wear. He goes in. He's not wearing the wig or anything. He's like, I need to get this dress for – it's his twin sister, you know, he can't have a kid. So the the store lady's kind of a little bit sickened out by it, which is odd. But then, like, they go in the dressing room, and there's another uh, woman with her daughter sitting and waiting for the dressing room. And then we get this scene where they're talking about putting his wig on, right? We know he's trying to put his wig on, but the lady's only hearing them and sees, like... Their feet. Their feet, right? And she, like, this is the joke. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, don't worry, I'll be finished soon. It's too tight, you'll get used to it. It's like an implied, like, rape. it's an implied rape scene. Like, yes. it's a joke of implied rape. Yes. Of, like, a father. Of a 70-year-old man <laughs> raping a 12-year-old girl. And it's in the trailer. It's in the fucking trailer. <laughs> like, let's celebrate this joke. It's so weird. It's, it's so weird. Up. And, it, okay, I know that, like, in 97, like, an Austin Powers movie would come out where it's all just, like, unintentional sex jokes or whatever. Sex but jokes this is different, fun, though. And it's like, oh, they think they're talking about sex, but they're not. But this that's is... fun. That's fine. It's, it's you know, it's immature. Right. And but this is fun. This is like, it's an implied rape. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. This is such a sexist, horrible, misogynistic movie. It's <laughs> fucking awful. It's um, just, oh, I can't take it, Tyler. Like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. 
uh, there's the the Asian girl. There's a they they almost go the whole movie without making like a a joke about her ethnicity, but then of course they do. Because yeah, um, her name is Chu, and Chu. Then they make some sort of sneezing joke. And then and then the Great Wall comment. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, so the Penny Pester thing we talked about. There's a couple just really weird. Um, you know, there's a sequence of Jonathan Brandis having to go back and forth. Uh, getting out of the dress and into the dress because the girl comes over. Unnecessarily complicated. Just goes on forever. Rodney Dangerfield's acting in this movie, especially in this scene, is just (laughs) so over the top that it's difficult to... And he dresses up as a a woman to go pick him up at a pool party at one point. Who the Lord knows why he decided to go to the thing in the first place. Um, God, it's so bad. There's a couple other weird, odd things in the movie. There is a sequence very briefly in the middle when they're starting to win, where Jack A. and Ronnie Dangerfield are singing Great Balls of Fire. I don't remember that. Did I black out? It's just such a... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's that, where they're like... There's like this weird scene where we're getting Ronnie Dangerfield and Jack Jack A. Listen, she doesn't have a bad singing voice, but it's Ronnie Dangerfield, and they're doing like... And they're in a van, and they're... Like, what are we doing? And at the end of the movie... There's a song on the credits. My Tina, <laughs> Tina Belcher. At the end of the movie, there's a song. It's like not by anybody in the movie. It's a pop song. It's a called "Kick It" or something like that, and it uses audio from the movie. So Jackie saying "Kick It," Rodney Dangerfield being like, "I finally got some respect," and then like oh, God. the and it's just like playing over the end. Oh my gosh, it's just like this is so. It was those are the two. There's a lot of '90s things in the movie that. The the store they go to is full of like Zach well, Morris I love clothing. That. that was exciting. I was like, yes, this is nineties department store is fucking fantastic. Zach Morris got every uh every piece of his clothing sweater. from there. Oh god, so good. Listen to our other podcast, Saved by the Bell to the Max. Um I don't know what else to say other than that it's insane. It's just insane. I hope this movie never streams anywhere again. It was on CBS All Access. They need to shut it down. (laughs) I should probably write them a letter. Dear CBS All Access, please remove this misogynistic, sexist, racist, piece of shit movie. Um, P.S. This movie sucks. Blake Clark appears uh, as the bad coach of the, or the militaristic coach of the final team. He's uh, Harry the Hardware Store guy from Home Improvement, also in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. Is the voice of Slinky Dog since Jim Varney died in the Toy Story franchise. So he's there. Tommy Lasorda appears in a cameo at the end. Why are you still talking about this movie? Uh, another comedian is a bartender um, that throws Rodney Dangerfield out after he makes a comment about forcing his girl to play with his daughter, his son to play with him. Another implied like rapes uh, joke. Uh, there's that scene. Um, God, you know, before we finish up tonight, just I just need to top so off many my things. tea for just a few couple sips. So it's time for tea time with Tyler. There's, there's just so many things. I can't I mean, Are you this, ready for tea time with Tyler? It doesn't even matter. I guess I am, yeah. Are you ready? So this is the time where I refill my tea. Uh-huh. And this is going to take us out. This is going to be the last thing we do. There's no review of Roger Ebert reviewing Ladybugs? No. <laughs> okay. He was like, no. Fuck that. He's like, mm I saw the trailer. And that's saying something, considering he fucking three years later... Oh, before reviewed. we end, though, because this movie has the sack to just end this way, too. So he... Whatever they 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 decide that he's not going to play, but then they decide that she because the kids are mean that she is going to play. Whatever, and then she doesn't play though, right? No, they just they don't. She doesn't actually play in the game. But then at the end, the the boss finds out that he used the boy. He's proud of this fact. 
he gets his promotion and the movie ends where he has taken a group of boys and they put wigs on them and they're using a bunch of boys to go and play softball. Again, insinuating that boys are better than girls at uh, everything. everything. And here's the thing about softball in particular. I just Softball, I think... I would give either an equal advantage again or the or above for women because that's they they play it more of that boys yeah. boys don't know how to they can't throw underarm I can't throw a fucking ball underhand I'm saying it's hard it is hard so to even suggest that I think is it's also fucking annoying it's wrong it's inappropriate all right Tyler this is two time with Tyler and he says I finally got some respect to the camera oh my god fuck Tyler name some other things that Rodney Dangerfield's in and go he's in Caddyshack he's in Back to School. He was on an episode of Home Improvement. <laughs> I don't know. Does he appear in The Aristocrats, the Bob Saget movie about the dirty joke? I can't remember. Um, you're going to pull up his IMDb, aren't you, after I, we do this? That's good. He was in a couple of things. He was like a... There was like a cartoon where he was in a cartoon where he did a voice. Is that something? He's done a lot of voices. Okay. None, none like recurring, though. No, but I thought there was a movie. He always just voices himself. There's like a movie that came out that was like him as a voice of some, like a main character. What was that movie? 93, 90, right oh, around okay, there. Down there? Yeah. Um, At the peak of his powers, right around the part of, you know, right around Ladybugs, Back to School. Come on. Show it to me. I'm not seeing any voices for that. Sorry, babe. Really? Rover Dangerfield? Yeah, that's it. What is that? It's that was a movie? Rover Dangerfield. And, and his voice is Rover Dangerfield. Click on that. Was that a movie or was it a TV thing? It looks like an actual That's movie. That's what I thought. Oh, Rover man. Dangerfield, rated G, clocks in at an hour and 14 minutes, came out August 1991. Yep. It's a Vegas show dog, gets ditched in the sticks and ends up working on a farm. I definitely saw this. <laughs> Written, he wrote the screenplay. Yeah. And developed the story. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I kind of feel like I need to watch that. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to. So that one's probably not streaming anywhere, but Ladybugs is on CBS All Access. <laughs> wow. Look yeah. at you. What a pull. I'm going to give you I a didn't know the name, star, but though. I thought it was, like, his name or something like that. Was fucking... it called Doggy Ch- Dangerfield? Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> right? They should have just called it Doggy Dangerfield, right? <laughs> better name. Rodney Rover. I like Doggy better. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I like Doggy I like better. The, I like the, the DD. The DDD. All right. That's enough. <laughs> He's only in Caddyshack 1, right? He's not in Caddyshack 2, No, is he? I'm not. I'm just going to You don't like him, so it doesn't matter. No, no. He's a comedian. He's not good in this movie. No. There's nothing... I will watch that Rover Danger film. You should I not am. watch Ladybugs to anybody listening to this. Don't watch it. Yeah, don't be thinking like, oh, that's a fun throwback. No. no. And this is a movie no, that, no, no, no. I mean, when we were watching it this time, I was just like, I have seen this so many times. Why? Unless you were interested in kind of um, dissecting pop culture sexism in the 90s. This will distill it into this one is the apex. movie for It's you. the apex of so it. So you don't I mean... have to waste your time going through a lot of material. You can just be like, here, here are several examples of how sexism was casually celebrated. Because because even I think the big green is a good example of this. Like it's still prevalent in the big green because it's the '90s, right? It's still yes. prevalent in shit we see now, right? Yeah. But at least like in the er, later in the '90s, they had the wherewithal, and it that helped because it's only a, a few. That's only a few years. And it's this. a female writer director. I'm just thinking of this obviously yeah. too. But like they're at least like addressing the fact that people are treating her in a sexist way, and she has to kind of like people realize that that's not okay. 
So that's always like Home Improvement is a great example of that. I just mentioned that. That is a show that is about a sexist character, but he's always wrong, and his wife is always having to try to like. It's a. It, it was a very '90s thing to be like. We're still going to be sexist, but we're going to make sure at the end that you know that you shouldn't be. Because that was the whole point of like Patricia uh, Patricia Clarkson now Patricia Richardson's part on Home Improvement was like she was never a nag wife; she was always right. Yeah. And so Tim. The Toolman Taylor had to learn. He was a sexist asshole, yep. but every episode he learned, like, yeah, I'm a sexist asshole. Yeah. Sorry. But that was a very 90s thing. Yes. Whereas Ladybugs is, like, still holding on to, like, we're going to be sexist. We're going to be sexist anyway. Yeah. Who cares? Fuck it. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, it's a movie that belongs f- several decades before. Well, it doesn't belong yeah. anywhere, but because it's not good. If it would be, it would be better if, like, the jokes, I, mean, I, I you could forgive some of this horrible shit. If it was funnier, honestly. Yeah, who I want to meet the douchebags <laughs> that watch or did watch this movie and like were like, <laughs> well, nobody did. <laughs> I liked it because I thought the girl was cute when I was Who's eleven. Who spent their fourteen million dollars on this movie though? Oh, we didn't even mention like the girl is. I don't know how old she was when she filmed the movie. I like. I thought she was pretty when I was like eleven. Fine, yeah. but the movie has a sequence where Jonathan Brandis <gasps> yes. thinks of her and she's running in slow motion and things are moving and it's just her boobs are bouncing all over the she's place. She's young. And you're like, she's fucking twelve years old. This I don't know how old the actress okay. is. She's she definitely still looked under eighteen to me though. Oh, number for one sure. and number two, she's supposed to be like twelve. Yeah, not okay. Very strange. Not okay. Very strange. It's really so fucked up. Yep, it's fucked up. That's what it is. All right. So today you listeners talked a lot about soccer movies. Uh, if you like soccer, then you obviously, you. you watch soccer and you don't watch these shitty movies. Yeah. yeah the yeah, Big yeah. Green's fine. You're it's all fine. like, yeah, Pele. That, that's David Beckham. Yeah. Um. That's all I got. Brandy Chastain. That one lady who took her shirt off. I think that's Brandy Chastain. There's sure. another one that I know really well that I can't Mia remember. Mia Hamm. She was one. There's a big... Well, the, the women's team's really... I think I they seem more famous to me. All right, guys. We will talk at you another movie. Bye. Bye. How long was that episode? Oh, way too long. <laughs>